Hey everyone, and welcome to the Three Drinks In podcast, episode number 242. I'm your host, Vince. Over there is your host, Phil. Hey. There he is. Uh, in this episode, we are talking finally about Thor, Love, and Thunder. Before we do all that, I want to ask you please to subscribe to the podcasts on whatever you're, you're, you're listening on, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Please try and leave us a rating or even a review. We'd really appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 3 Pod on both. You can like us on Facebook and you can email us at 3 Podcast at gmail.com. Last of all, don't forget to check out our, our, our merchandise over there at tpublic.com. Whew. On my third cocktail here, so I'm actually three drinks in. Hey, look at you. Mm. Indeed. What is that? It's a Philadelphia Fish House Punch. Sounds made up. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds fake. <laughs> it's it's like, like something out of... Uh, I don't, you know, like uh, just swap out Philadelphia for any, like, you know, name of a, of a city in, you know, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Fish House Punch. You know, you like, see what's John Reese Davies saying that? What's a fish house? <laughs> I really have no idea. I wasn't aware it, that Philadelphia was known for their fishing. I mean, is it good? It's delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. rum. It's actually. <laughs> So I, I went to a liquor store today, just like, I needed to pick up a bottle of gin. I walked out with $93 of stuff, none of it gin. Because I, um, I'm like always... kind of weak. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I'm always a big fan of a liquor store that has an unbelievable breadth of, um, of variety. And so I thought I found one in Connecticut a few months ago, and they had a lot of, like, Amaro's and mixing things that you don't normally see. And then I went to this place today and it was in like a little shopping center next to a Trader Joe's and a Rite Aid. And I'm like, okay, I walk in and it was like, you know, not to continue with the, uh, the Lord of the Rings metaphor, but it was like looking down the mines of Moria. You know how that, that one scene where just got to goes forever into the pitch black. And it was that. I'm like, oh my God, this was a lot bigger on the inside than I thought it was going to be. It's like the TARDIS in here. And um, and so I walk in and I'm just looking. I'm like, oh my God, they have everything. Things that normally I'd, I don't see, they had two of. You know, it was just, it was bananas. And so I remember seeing a video on a YouTube channel I watch. Uh, the guy's name is Anders Ericsson. He makes a, he has a, he has a, 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 a cocktail channel and it's great. And he gives you a lot, you know, a lot of history, and he's quirky and funny and Midwestern. And he made this thing called the uh, the Fish House Punch, and I liked it because when you see a punch recipe on YouTube, it's usually like scaled up for a party. So he gives you like a whole thing you could make a a bowl of this stuff. Um, but this recipe actually included a single serving version. Which I was like, oh, because like I want to try this, but I don't want to make a gallon and a half of it. I want to have one cocktail and see, do I like this? And, um, and so I thought of it while I was there. Like, well, I had all this, these weird things I don't typically have and can't find, and they're all right here. So I just grabbed them all, and so it's, um, it's rum, cognac, um, peach liqueur, uh, apple brandy, which I actually did have, um. Simple syrup and lemon juice and water, like a little bit of water. 
and you shake that and you pour it over ice and you grate some nutmeg on top of it and it's fantastic. It's refreshing and not too heavy, so you can eat. You, you could drink like you know like a bunch of it and it's not. I made it a bit stronger, but like it's meant to be like a thing you sip on all day kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's delicious. It's very, it's very, yeah, you know, it's lemony, so it's refreshing for the summertime. It's been hot. It's been hot. It's eighty-nine degrees, which I've decided is the worst temperature. Because <laughs> once you hit ninety, it begins to burn off the humidity. That's also quite stifling. But eighty-nine, it's like no, no, we're we're hot enough just to make this feel like the mouth of a Great Dane. So it's just, it's just. Oppressively tropical. It's just this thing breathing on your. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's getting. Well, it's about, like walking out of a Trader Joe's, like <gasps> so something that's just kind of coughing on you. It's so oh my. It's disgusting. A great way to get out of the heat is to go see a movie. Yes, that's the original way to get out of the heat. Yeah. Yeah. So we went and saw Thor finally. Thor four. Thor four. Yeah, which I think would have been better if they just called it Thor 4. Because it's made as much sense as Love and Thunder, so. Well, it didn't make sense till the very end. And even then I was so, like, oh. So, so you're, you're actually going to have to fill me in a little bit. Let me, what, did you watch on your phone at lunch and barely paying attention like you like always? No, no, I, I paid money to go see it in the theater. Um, but... Right about the time, spoiler alert, that Natalie Portman died, the power went out. The mall at the movies? At the movie theater. At that same place where you and I saw the uh, the Les Bond movie. In the same theater, in fact, that big Dolby one. Wow. Sitting there, and I'm like, it's like the big white screen, because he's in wherever he is. And it just goes pitch black, and all I see is exit signs. And I'm like, oh, shit. Huh. That's it. It's over. And like, you know, all the like the the kids in there were kind of like, well, what happened? And like, just being I'm like, yeah, the power went out. Power. I'm going to go. And I just got up and I like turned my phones, my, you know, my phone's uh, flashlight on and then walked out. And, you know, I, 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 I will say this for the good people manning the Twitter account of the AMC theater. Um, there's like no way to call them on the phone, and I couldn't get a refund in the theater because all their their computers were down. So I I went online. Well, how do I get it, get a hold of them? And it was through Twitter. And I'm like, oh god, really? Like I'll go to Twitter and complain to my local like utility company, which I've been doing a lot lately. It's like, why is my power out again? But I never get a response back. But I tweeted at AMC Theaters, and I. You know, did a private message where, where I gave him like the the order number, and I and I got the sixteen bucks re- refunded back to me, which I thought was really really good. Well, that's how it should be. I remember they when they opened like the big AMC near where I live, it was like in this giant mall, oh, and God, yeah. they were still working out all that kinks for like a month. And the, I mean, it was like a common thing. Everyone was like, "What what movie were you watching when the power went out?" <laughs> and like. The emergency do- steel doors like you were in the Pentagon would slam down <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, really sorry. And then they would just refund and give you a, a new ticket. I'm sure they lost a ton of business that month. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you didn't see the end of the movie? I did not see the end of the movie. I don't really feel badly about that. Well, no, you shouldn't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel that whatever recap you, you can give me is sufficient considering the rest of the film. Oh, yeah, I can probably do that. Um, so why don't you give a 
big review of the whole, big you know recap of the whole story, and then we'll we'll, well this one catch me up. It's Thor is was still hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy as like they're like cleanup hitter like he comes in and just wipes the <laughs> that's floor a good way to look but yeah <laughs> yeah like they're out there shooting lasers until they just turn around like thor can you do this and he just like wipes the floor with everybody um and this guy played by christian bale is you know spited by one of his gods that he prays to he loses his daughter and he's praying to the gods and they don't come and then he like bumps into them <laughs> And he finds the magic sword that kills gods and he uses it to kill the god. And he the, the sword is cursed. And so him and the sword start going around murdering deities throughout the universe. And he comes up with this big ploy to lure Thor with his giant magical axe so that he can use the axe as a key to a celestial being called infinity or eternity which will grant him one wish and the wish is to eliminate all the gods at once. And Thor has to stop him with the help of his ex-girlfriend who is also wielding the powers of Thor. She can wield the old hammer. Good old Natalie Portman. Good old Natalie Portman. And they chase him down and they stop him and he um, uses his one wish instead to bring his daughter back to life. And Thor ends up taking care of the girl, so, and that's how the movie ends. So, she, so her name is Love. That's why. Yeah. So, he's raising her. She's like a little kid, and he like teaches her. He trains her how to fight and things like that. They like live in like a a Winnebago that can fly kind of thing. <laughs> and he's like cooking her breakfast, and he's tying her shoes. It was it was cute. It was a cute little scene, and. Taika Waititi's rock character is like, let me tell you the story of Thor. And he became a father and this and that. And when they went into battle, they were known as love and thunder. And like, then they like attack everybody. And that's how it ends. So like, she's supposed to be love and he's the thunder. I'm like, oh, roll credits. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And then I imagine there was at least a couple of uh, stingers there at the end. Oh, so the stinger is that. Zeus is not dead. Played by Russell Crowe. And he's complaining that no one worships the gods anymore. So he turns to his son, Hercules. Played by... I know, I know. It's not really... His son is not actually Hercules. Played by... What's his name? Brett Goldstein? The guy from... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. He he plays Hercules. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, What's his name? Um, Roy Kent. Roy Ken from Ted Lasso. He has one line. He goes, yes, father. Because he tells him, go kill that guy who hurt me. <laughs> he has one line. He goes, yes. <laughs> and then at the very end, Natalie Portman is in Valhalla. It's like this beautiful, uh, you know, golden arches and everything. And she meets. <laughs> it's a McDonald's? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was obviously Works fake. for me. <laughs> I mean, at that point, sure, whatever. Uh, what was his name? Uh, she meets Idris Elba there because oh, he died. He died. So he's like, he's like, hey, you know, you're worthy. Welcome. This is Valhalla. And she's like, oh wow, and that's how it ends. Oh wow. Okay. So, what did you think of Thor: Love and Thunder? Uh, I didn't like it. 
That's the I, correct answer. <laughs> I thought it was pretty dumb. I uh, I went back today because um doing a little, little recovery from some minor surgery, so I'm just like, I can't do anything. You know, I, I clean the kitchen, like I put the dishes away. I'm like, well, now I got three hours to kill. And um, so I watched the first Thor. I started to watch Thor The Dark World. So, like, that was the bad one. That was the one that no one liked. That's the one and, everyone talks about. Yeah. And so I was like, eh, maybe I should. But something about it was just like, you know what? I got about a minute in. I go, I don't really want to watch this. Maybe I'll watch the first Thor. I recall liking that quite a bit. And, I mean, the, that movie benefited from really low expectations because we kind of really didn't, you know, like Iron Man's kind of easy. He's just Batman in a red suit. It's sort of the same thing. I mean, Batman has inner demons, and in the comic books, Tony Stark has some demons too. I think he's an alcoholic at some point in the comic books. Like he's, he's not as yeah. you know. R- R- Robert Downey Jr. plays him pretty upbeat most of the time, which was the right tone for the movies. It worked out, you know, extraordinarily well for him. But um, we all kind of thought like, well, what are they going to really going to do? Thor? They're really going to do Captain America? All kind of goody two shoes and. We were wrong about all those. They were—they were all. They, it was all pulled off really well, and we, we were never more wrong than with Guardians of the Galaxy. Cause we were like, "There is no way that that movie will make any sense." And it was, you know, I think had the greatest, like, going from, you know, our expectations to its payoff was the the biggest jump out of the whole bunch. But Thor, I thought, had a long way to travel too, and it did really well. And I went back and watched it, and I was like. This is great because he's like a Klingon, you know. He's overly broad and formal, and you know, it's fish out of water story, but it's also a coming of age story for a guy who's like, you know, not a kid. It's not like a kid's coming of age, but he behaves like a child, and you know, he really had a an arc in that movie, and there was some sacrifice, and the sacrifice pays off, and he saves the day, and, like, there's a bunch of weak points to it, but they're all made up for by the, all the strong bits to it, and, you know, uh, Clark Gregg is great, and Stellan Skarsgård, you know, their presence, their, the structure makes up for the fact that, like, Natalie Portman was really bad in all these movies. I don't think she's very well cast at all. I don't know who I would put in place of her, but... I don't know, there was kind of this thing about Natalie Portman where she was like this real little kid doing really mature movies like The Professional and Heat. And, you know, she was kind of, you know, making a name for herself as a serious person. She went to Harvard. She was in Star Wars. and she was. But then she kind of didn't make a lot of movies that I recall seeing. And, like, she would do Black Swan and stuff like that. But... This was kind of a goofy, silly sidekick for her, like the damsel in distress. And it was sort of, I don't say beneath her, because it's still a job and she got paid. But like, I saw Kirsten Dunst much more easily as Mary Jane Watson than I did see, you know, Natalie Portman in basically the same kind of role. Like, there's this one bit in Thor 1 where, like, he's like, do it, do it, do it. Do you want to go see that rainbow bridge I was talking about? And he kind of grabs her and pulls her into him, and he she's like, she kind of giggles and blushes, like, "Okay." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, she's not. She doesn't do these kinds of big movies really well. 
you know. Yeah, no, not at all. And then Kat Denning was, who actually I minded less rewatching Thor today because she's just a very much toned down version of what she would later do on like Two Broke Girls and everything else. It's just like she's still funny and quirky and her, herself, but it's also like she's not in your face all the time. She takes parts of it quite seriously, and it's not everyone. She's she's not mugging for the camera every second. Yeah, well, she's okay as a sidekick. Yes. Like, she was in the WandaVision show, and it was a little too much of her. You know? Oh, like, yes. I forgot about yeah. that. Like, yeah, she, yeah. She, was, she was too too much Cat Denning. Cat yeah, Denning everywhere. Some, some quirky characters only work well because, because how, you know, are you really going to hang around with somebody who's that quirky? So you're like, you don't want to be around that person all the time. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why Big Bang Theory turned off people because, like, they were so quirky that like you couldn't you couldn't imagine Penny would hang out with these four assholes for ten years like it didn't yeah, make no, any sense. Nobody's that nice. <laughs> um. Seriously, but yeah. So I I knew I liked that movie, but I really you know looking at it now compared to this movie, which leans so heavy into the Taika Waititiness of it that like I, it doesn't make sense. They went in a new direction with the character, and it's sort of the only time they've they've done that, really. Like, I didn't see the first Hulk movie. How different is the brute is the Mark Ruffalo Hulk from the um, Ed Norton Hulk? Is it like wildly different, or is it just a different actor? It, he's more serious. I mean, Ed Norton is far more serious of a person, let alone you know so he doesn't play it with that kind of like aw shucks feeling that um, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo does, but they're basically the same yeah. because even Mark Ruffalo, when he was still before he was like this smart version Hulk or whatever, you know, he was unhappy being the Hulk. Right. You know, that never really went away. So they were basically the same. Yeah. Um, Thor is a new person. I mean, yeah, he's just a new, you know, especially in this one. Yeah, he's just a different person. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's, I can't blame them entirely for that because I think they hired Chris Hemsworth because he looks like Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he looks like Thor. And oh, I know it's, they it's even ridiculous. <laughs> like I watched the trailer for it on YouTube today just because I remember liking the trailer. I love that like. Men in Black thing they had going with with Clark Gregg, and I hated that they ruined it with Agents of Shield. That mysterious nature of like that whole organization was was really cool. And so the scene where he's like interrogating this giant guy in this room, and um, you don't see his face, and then he's asking him, "Who are you? Where do you come from?" And then there's one shot where there's just Chris Hemsworth's face looking up, and the whole point is, "Look, we found a guy that looks exactly like Thor." right and he's enormous and you know like that was his whole appeal and i think they it was brilliant casting i mean absolutely perfect casting because he could play the part as well but once they realized just how talented he is as an actor and just how funny he is they they decided to go hard left with it and be like we're going to make this the whole thing and i'm like no you were fine you, you you were okay. I mean, it was a little it was a little one note, but like there was bits of this that that like you know like flashes of it in Thor. Like when uh, this is a great line where he's introducing all of his like sidekicks, 
It's like you, I taught you this and I taught you that, and 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 lady person here, I told you that even a you know who who showed that even a woman could be a great warrior. She goes, I did. He's like, yes, but I helped, and like you know <laughs> these little throwaway lines, you know that were even before you get to Earth where he's playing the fish out of water, he's funny then too. So that's enough. You don't have to turn that up to eleven. And that's what they did, and I and I, and I think. I think they kind of ruined the character a lot, and I never would have thought that. You know, I think I think he works with uh, with the Guardians because he's so broad, and, you know, and 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 they're so quirky. But he's he's gone so far in that direction now that you're right. It's a different character, but it's also an unrelatable one that has no weight to anything that he does. That doesn't seem like a weird, like melodramatic reversal of things. You know, like one minute I'm jokey, and this minute I'm I'm really sad, and it just it just seems nothing seems serious at that, at that point, and you need something to hang on to. You know, so also the plot makes no fucking sense at yeah, yeah. at all. Not not even a little bit. I mean, no. What did you think? Um. Uh, this was I thought it was a huge misfire. It was awful. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, this is the worst Thor movie. And, no and that, now s- I'm gonna go back and watch Dark World. Go, yeah. Maybe let's let's have a Thor off and see which one is the actual worst. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Thor two is like a good movie. Like you're not gonna go retroactively say that because if you're watching that, I still remember we like I turned to you like this is not good. Like Thor two <laughs> is not good. I'm like this is bad, right? And you were like, oh yeah, this is bad. <laughs> But I was watching this one and I was like, people are going to be good about this one because they like Taika Waititi. But this is a bad movie. You don't tell jokes that have a bit of story to them. You tell a story with jokes in them. Okay. The thing about jokes, they're like horror movies. You're not going to watch an hour and a half horror movie that's all suspense. Your heart would give out. (laughs) You know, there's peaks and valleys. You can't show a movie that's 90 per, 90% jokes. Because after a while, they just bludgeon you over the head. And all you can think is, this is really dumb. You know, like you're not focused on the joke anymore. You need a break. So the whole time, you know, and the whole time I was like, God, this the story makes no sense. But also like, stop, stop with the joke. Nobody tells jokes like this. <laughs> Even comedians don't do this. They have setup and then punchline. I mean, there's like a rhythm, you know? So nothing makes any sense because everything is in service of the joke and not the story. So when Thor needs to drop 50 IQ points, that's what happens. Even though you're like, nobody's that dumb, especially this guy. He's been alive for 1,500 years. <laughs> There's no way he'd be this stupid, you know, but suddenly he is, and he's emotionally immature and, and brain dead and clueless. I was like, oh, man, this is really stupid. So even when I was watching it, I was just like, I, mean, I laughed a couple times. But I was like, oh, we're doing this, huh? Oh, this is a big swing and a miss because I don't care what's going on because the characters don't really care because they're just making jokes the whole time. 
And then it was over. I was just looking around like, can I get up? Is that the end? <laughs> what was I what was I supposed to take from this exactly? Oh, I thought it was real that was really bad. Yeah, and they they do sort of the most emotionally manipulative things you can do when you don't have a good story and don't and didn't write a good movie is you put children in jeopardy and give somebody cancer. Uh yeah. Like, well, that's the thing like all the emotional beats were supposed to be really hard hitting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stage 4 cancer is not as you know. Yeah, she's stage 4 cancer. She's a young woman desperately trying to find a cure. And can I just say, not every doctor knows everything about science. <laughs> like at one point just to get the the, the skeleton scars guard cameo in she like calls him about her cancer. That's his name, right? Skull and yeah. Scars, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm really sorry. Your results are no good. I'm like, you're an astrophysicist. You don't know anything about this. <laughs> it's yeah, like asking the foot doctor to launch a rocket. <laughs> he's like, actually, I'm primarily concerned with the arch of a foot. Like podiatrists don't do everything. <laughs> it's so no, and, stupid. And scientists will be the first one to tell you when something is out. Because like science is, by the way, really hard. Yeah. It's so hard that to get any good at it, you can't do anything else. Like, so that's why ask, they have specialties. You ever ask a doctor, you're like, you know, my heart's really been bothering me. I get chest pains. And he's like, well, I'm a gastroenterologist, so you should go to another doctor. <laughs> like, they're going to tell you to see someone else. Even a GP, a general practitioner, will get will only go so far before they go, I'm at... I'm at the limits of what I know. I know yeah. a little know, bit about absolutely cough. everything. <laughs> that's all I know. You know, and that's what cough. I do is I learned everything a little bit. So anyway, and I can so tell you where to go to learn more. <laughs> but you know, it, <laughs> but you can't you can't go from you know astrophysics to medicine. That's uh, yeah. I was like, well, that's dumb. That's not how it works. But they had all these very if you stopped to think about them, which they rarely let you do. These very emotional scenes. I mean. Christian Bale was in another movie entirely. <laughs> but when you slowed down, because his scenes were slow. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, he was good. He I was mean, he, good. I actually. He, he was the best part because he had these scenes where he was like, I care about something. I want to do something about it. I don't care who I hurt to do it. And like, you can understand his point of view because he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's correct in this film. Yeah. So. But he's only in it for so so much. So the rest of it is like, whatever. Who cares? Thor's funny. Burr, burr, burr. And I was like, oh man, talk about a swing and a miss. Oof. Yeah, that was. Um, I was, and I'm looking at, uh, kind of going, oh, that, that guy kind of looks like Christian Bale. Oh yeah, you could tell I, right away it was Christian Bale. Right. It was, but like <laughs> at the same time, I kind of like he wouldn't have been in this movie. He, and again, I, I, he's not above the movie, but like, well, apparently, his children begged him to take the role. Really? Cause he was like, because he was like, I don't want to do superhero movies anymore. Yeah, and, I, I thought after Batman, he's like, you know, so I've, I'm done. Yeah, and apparently, he was unhappy with the final cut of the film, where he was like, a lot of my stuff got cut, a lot of the emotional stuff that they lured me in with didn't make it. It's not the movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah, sure. He was, he was on another plane entirely. Yeah. No, he was. But he was great. I mean, every time he was on the screen, I was like, "Here you go." Yeah, no, he was. He was Here's very someone engaging. making a movie. Yeah, he was very, very good. <laughs> Here's someone making a movie. 
all right, he came to yeah. play. It's yeah, he's he's he was game. I was like, the rest of these people don't seem to know that they're in a movie. Yeah, I mean, like the best scene was his was his with that with he rips the head off that snake. You know, like yes, holy that was very shit. Good. But that's I mean, again like that that and that really makes it not a kids movie. I mean that 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 puts your 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 age minimum at like ten. You know, like which is kind of unfortunate because the rest of the movie is so kind of goofing over the top but you know yeah it's very good i can't imagine bringing like my kid you know like so far like we're not really like into that but like he he would no he'd be terrified they curse a lot too they say shit all the time (laughs) i was like counting them i'm like i forgot about that they and i and i think they went we want to make it a little edgy but we don't want to say the word fuck because you only get one of those i think if you if you say fuck they, they 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 subtract some shits that that you can say so they just yeah. said shit all the time. You can say as many shits as you want. Maybe there's like a higher thresh- threshold for shit. But they said shit constantly. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. You're surprised and concerned about what's happening right now. Like, there's nothing else we could have done to indicate this besides saying the word shit. Uh, yeah. <sighs> and God damn it, Russell Crowe. I didn't think Russell Crowe was all that good. People were very like, oh, he was one of the better parts of it. It's like he was. He was I mean, his he was accent cool. was very funny. He's playing the owner of a Greek diner. Well, yeah. Like, it was like a stereotype. Like, what? I think that's I think that's at least clever. Because like he's supposed to be the Greek god. And I'm like, oh, he talks like he owns a diner. Like, okay. But yeah. That's a half step funnier than if he just had like an English accent or something. I mean, I happen to, I don't know. I think that whole aspect of the, I don't know if it's, I'm not going to, see. I I can't criticize Marvel as the, I can't give, you know, shit to the comics because I didn't really read them. Mm. And I'm sure all this stuff is part of it and Zeus I'm sure was in Thor at some point and there was a whole, I'm sure there was a whole big thing. But like, as far as the MCU is concerned in these series of movies, I really think it's stupid to bring the gods into it at all. Because it, it, you're really stretching the boundaries of what we're talking about here. Like right away, we you know, with Thor alone, you have the nine realms and Earth is here and there's all these the places in the first movie that they try and describe to you where they are and you try they try to connect them to science to to a certain extent and it explains a lot of other things that you see later on like in um, Captain Marvel and all this other sort of spacefaring stuff but the scope of what you were looking at in Zeus's palace or wherever they were where were they supposed to be omnipotence or yeah they were whatever. like an omnipotent city or something yeah like we're really stretching it to something that's quite silly, and it, 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 there's no way to play Zeus without playing, you know, the guy from Clash of the Titans. I can't think of who played Zeus in Clash of the Titans now. It was Liam Neeson oh, in the Liam remake. Liam Neeson was in the no, remake. But I'm thinking of the original. Of the original, was, yeah. I don't know. It was somebody famous. Um, yeah, they've uh, they've expanded the scope to. I mean, this was how the comics were, and Jack Kirby was smoking God knows what, and he came up with all kinds of weirdo creatures and 
and beings and stuff like that. And they were just using these, I mean, these, these characters were in the public domain for God's sakes, you know? Yeah. But it gets fuzzy when you're not sure what they're supposed to be. Like I kept it in my head the whole time where I was like, I don't, I don't know what a God is exactly. Yeah. You know, are all Asgardians supposed to be that way? Is it just some of them? Like, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be any distinction between them. So, you know, I, so like, I don't know what it is I'm supposed to like, who are these people and how powerful are they? And why don't they do anything? It was sort of clear in the first Thor that like Thor and Odin had magic powers. Like, you know, and which is why when he strips, strips Thor of his power and sends him to Earth, he's able to be, you know, beat up and subdued and drugged and all these things. And when the big robot guy comes to kill him at the end, he just hits him once and knocks him flat on his back. And then he says, like, no, it's okay, it's okay because if I let him kill me, then he'll leave you all alone. And it'll be fine. And that's when he gets his power back and he beats up the big thing. And, you know, and, but he's more powerful than his buddies who were kind of magical in a way. They got magic stuff, but they're not invincible, kind of like he is. Right. And like I always just assumed it's because he's the main character and that's why he's a little stronger than others. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. But like, like there was a clear hierarchy of you're the god of thunder, your dad is the king. You can do things these folks can't do, but they're still pretty impressive. Right. And then yet, somehow, like, I, I don't know. Like, what, what makes you God's status? But And that's just, like, question one on the eight bazillion questions I have about everything going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, you know, it, it just it was, adds one more thing where it's like, I don't even know what's happening here. <laughs> It's totally unsatisfactory. Like, and of course, the biggest question is, what the hell is going on with that hammer? It's the centerpiece the of the story. It's the only reason that 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 you have Lady Thor there. It's the it's the source of the emotional tension in the movie, and it's bizarrely explained as like he told the hammer because. And this is from the first movie too. That you can talk to the hammer and it does things. Like he tells, like you know, he tells the hammer, and this pays off. Actually, in um, uh, Infinity War, he says, "Whoever be worthy can hold, can hold this hammer, hammer and have the power of Thor," which is why Steve Rogers can pick up the fucking thing. Yeah, and it's one of those great little things that I missed in in Age of Ultron because it was so terrible. But when they're all trying to pick it up and they can't do it, and Steve takes it and it budges it like an inch, and there's this little scene, <laughs> where, this he little, little, like... where he kind of is like raises his eyebrows, and then Steve knows he could pick it up. He's like, "I'm not gonna make a thing out of this. I'm gonna let. Oh no, I can't do it. Sorry." And if if you blinked, you'd miss it. Like it was one of those things. Oh no, that's the scene everyone remembers because the rest of the movie stunk. <laughs> well, why? Well, but like after a while, you just forget so much other crap. You just forget about that one thing, and then you get well, to yeah. the end and you go, "Oh right, didn't he kind of nudge it back like three years ago in that other movie that nobody liked?" And so you can give instructions to the hammer, and the hammer follows it. So Thor gives instructions to the hammer to take care of Jane. Good idea, because they, you know, he loved her. 
And then it gets broken by Hela in the other movie, and then she goes to see it, and it magically wakes up, and it makes her a Thor. Fabulous. And then it's killing her. Well, I don't know. I got confused. Is it killing her, or is it just that all the rest of her energy has been using it so her body isn't busy fighting the cancer? What's the difference? It, it's well, either it's not, a, cu- a cure or it's a poison, but like it's, it's not actively hurting her. It's just stopping her from helping herself. I mean, it's yeah, subtle. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. She's she's dying as she has it. Like it's not giving. It's making her think she's healthy when she's not. Is the is the point? I guess so. But like, like it was a nice effect that when she wasn't holding it. Like her, she would be like gaunt and, and frail looking and, and stuff. And then when she had it, she'd be like huge and buff and, and you know, makeup on and stuff. Yeah. My wife couldn't get over her arms. Yeah. She, she I, I can't tell if that was all CGI or what. Don't skip but, uh, leg day either, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, she looked very, very cut in that. But like, yeah, it, it, it I don't know. It was subtle enough. To be confusing though like okay so you know in in using the hammer it's giving her the as well i guess she can never put it down is sort of the point she can't like renounce it but why would you want to at that point wouldn't you want to just like be alive and because, be lady thor forever because it's not it's not saving her her actual body is dying yeah i and that's what she said like when you put it down Suddenly she remembers like, oh, yes, my body still has cancer. Like it's not saving her from anything. It's it's hiding that fact. Yes, I know. It just it's hiding yeah. it so well that she's beating up bad guys and doing and doing that very well. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's doing a good job. <laughs> so like, it's like it's, it's like the the bandana you wear over your head to, to hide the fact that you're bald. <laughs> Only you can beat up people. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was stupid. I thought like it's it's either giving her magic powers temporarily, but like it it I don't know. She still throws it around and stuff. Like I I don't know. It just didn't it didn't make sense. Like I I I, I kind of got that that they where they wanted to go with it, but it wasn't very clear. Like they needed to have her exit the story somehow because she wasn't going to be in it forever. And people kind of I think were wondering like, hey, whatever happened to Natalie Portman playing this character? Like it was a thing. No, I think the biggest question was, is Chris Hemsworth going to keep doing this? Because all the original guys stopped, you know. Chris Evans doesn't do it anymore, and Robert Downey Jr. doesn't do it anymore. And he was like the next one where they were like, is he going to keep doing this? And and if he's not, then are we going to have another Thor? Because true, we're, we're getting backups of Iron Man and, and Captain America. Like We're just getting other actors to do it now. And then we find out in this one that, yes, he's still doing it. Because, I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, physically, it's unbelievable work. Yeah. So everybody was kind of worried, like, does this mean Natalie Portman's going to be Thor now for the next five, ten years? But that turned out not to be the case. I mean, she's older um, than him, too. He's not. He's he's kind of young. He's he's younger than the rest of them, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little younger than the rest of them. And he's still... But it's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, just look at him like, oh my god! Yeah, he's so he's thirty eight, so he's actually not as young as I thought he was. But he's still like he could probably play this part for another. I mean, he'll always. I mean, sad for our, you know, you're always going to be this character now. 
Yes, know? I I think that's true, but I also think that like I think he's also I think he's more talented than uh, the Captain America, Chris Evans. I think he's more talented than Chris Evans because every time I've seen Chris Evans in a movie where he wasn't playing Captain America, he wasn't very good. It wasn't bad. This wasn't good. I didn't see Snowpiercer. That's supposed to be good. Um, but he just, I don't know, he kind of, he also has a very strong personality, Chris Evans. He's very politically uh, driven. And yeah. so I think that, I mean, that that's obvious in a lot of his choices. I mean, not as much as Mark Ruffalo might be, but. Well, no one is as <laughs> politically motivated about anything. Uh, yeah. Stalin wasn't as politically motivated about anything than Mark Ruffalo. So, but um, um, but yeah. So, but he's getting work as, as, as you know in other genres. He's in a Netflix movie where he's playing like a like a serious creepy guy. He's in the Lady Ghostbusters movies. He's he's being funny in, in other things. You know, I think he can be like the next Arnold Schwarzenegger in that regard to make that you know the leap from action comedies from 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 action films to comedies just a lot faster than Schwarzenegger. It took 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 him. 20 years for them to realize like you know it's funny if you talk weird and then you know he had a whole different career after that but uh but yeah this was this was not so good anything you liked about the movie in particular um i mean chris hemsworth is very good even though it didn't make any sense things he would do and say um christian bale i thought was great yeah, I could have watched. All, I could have watched far more of him doing that. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I can remember exactly where I laughed. There was, <laughs> which is not good for a movie that prided itself on being a laugh a minute kind of thing. You know, there was uh, the, you know, that stupid montage of when they were like dating. That, yeah, that retcon of them dating. When was that supposed to take place? I think that's after Thor 2, uh, kind of, sure. Again, I don't <laughs> recall much of Thor 2. So, like, I mean, when were they supposed to have all, all that time together where they're like rollerblading and <laughs> cooking in her apartment? I was like, this is so dumb. But at one point, he gets the phone call from Nick Fury and he holds it up to her, like, I gotta go, it's work. And it's, it says Nick Furry. <laughs> He doesn't know how to spell. I was like, all right, that's stupid. Whatever. <laughs> I, I missed that. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah, they're sitting at the dinner table. And he's like, oh, I got to go. And, and like she has other times when she has to go. But And then when he's talking to the kids in the cage, like he's projecting himself there. And he's like, hang in there, kids. Like, you know, we're coming to save you. You just got to be tough. You're a team. You're team kids in a cage. And you just got to be strong. <laughs> And I giggled a little. I'm like, all right, team kids in a cage. That's kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah. that was it. I mean, the rest of the movie, I was like, what are we doing here? I kind of didn't mind the, the, the scene at the end when he gives the kids the power of Thor. And the kids, I mean, it was dumb as all get out. <laughs> but at that point, I'm like, I, the thing is, I don't like when... Um, and this is just, I think we've talked about this too, like as an offshoot of being a parent, like I don't like it when the child is in jeopardy and that's like the main point of the story. Like sometimes it kind of works. Like the movie Ransom with Mel Gibson, I thought was pretty good. 
um, despite the fact that it was about, you know, a kidnapped kid. But, like, you know, when you have a whole bunch of kids who are about to be murdered by somebody, like, it... it it raises the tension in a fashion that I that I personally find uncomfortable. So to see them sort of empowered at the end of the story to not just run away, but to sort of beat up the bad guys a little bit, I was like, okay, this is kind of funny, and it gave them, you know, gave them a chance to do all that. I, I didn't get the whole thing about Heimdall's son wanting to change his name. Uh. I don't know. Was that supposed to be a thing? I mean, yeah, Axel Rose, right? That's what he was saying. Well, he was right. Like, call me, yeah. It, call me Axel. That's call my name. Because I like the band Guns N' Roses. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to call you. And they, had, they had like a little fight about it, him and Thor. Yeah, it was one more stupid thing. Yeah, it was very stupid. I was like, what the hell are we doing with this? So, I don't know. I thought that was bizarre. The, the main problem, besides all the jokes... <laughs> Of which there were far too many was they didn't have there was nothing to do right christian bale gets the magic sword that kills gods and he decides he's going to go around slaying all the gods and he does that he runs around killing them that we don't see like Thor makes a face like, oh my God, there's a guy running around killing gods and he goes to save his friend, Jamie, whatever. Her name is Sif in the, in the movie. Yeah. Right? She a, loses her arm. Took me a forever to figure out who the hell that was. Yeah. She she tells him like, oh, I was fighting and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Christian Bale kidnaps all the children and it puts them in a cage and it becomes, why would he do that? And they like, so they ha- so after you know the, the movie's broken up into thirds. There's the third part of that where they do that. There's the middle where they go to see Zeus, and then there's the third part after when they confront Christian Bale at the end. And the second two thirds of the movie don't matter at all because we're just killing time until we get there, right? Like we learn he needs the magic hammer, whatever, to open the door so we can get his magic wish. Especially that middle third. I don't know. What was the point of going to see Zeus exactly? Nothing happened. Nothing changed. They needed to get his help, and then they they needed his lightning bolt because Thor didn't have. Did he not have the? The he axe had at it. that point. He had it. He did have. Okay. Yeah, he, he had it. There was no all point right. in going there because no, all, all the gods, all the gods say no, and then they just kill him and take the lightning bolt with them, and then they don't use the lightning bolt for anything. It's kind of, like Valkyrie kind of uses it. Yeah, but she doesn't have to. He uses it, but only because that after a while he's had the hammer, or the the axe stolen from him. Right. But at that point, he still had it. So like, it's not like he knew he was going to need it. Yeah. You magically find out that Christian Bale needs the axe so that he can open a magic door. But like all of that stuff is just nonsense. It's just stretching <laughs> out the plot. <laughs> like it's just. Yeah, magic door. Once you say magic door. Magic door (laughs) to talk to the magical being that gives you one wish. And like the the Doctor Strange movie had the same problem. There wasn't enough plot. There was story, but there wasn't enough plot. So in that movie, the Scarlet Witch wants to go into the multiverse and find her children and take them from a different Wanda Maximoff and raise them because she misses them. That's the whole plot. 
So they spend the whole movie running away from her like she's some horror movie villain. She's like this unstoppable killing machine. They spend the whole movie running from her. The same thing here. Once Gore has all those children, you're just spinning wheels because he's not doing anything. Yeah. And Thorin and the rest of them are just running around back and forth like, what do we do? Uh, like, And because he's acting so dumb and we have to make room for all these jokes, he doesn't just fly off and chop his head off, which is what he would have done. Like, I don't, I don't need... 500 gods to help me kill this guy i'm four for god's sakes like i'm sitting like why don't they just go kill him right now what are we waiting for here they they try and they're horribly ineffective about it like this seems like you're losing on purpose to make this longer right it was just you know losing on purpose like i got home from the movie at night and i was like it's over already i was like yeah and it didn't need to be that long. <laughs> so you said this is said the same. She's like, "Oh, it's only two hours." I went like, "Yeah, that's actually fairly short considering how long these some of these." Yeah, I mean, Spider Man was two and was a half. A, yeah. Batman was another hour t- fifteen. For God's sakes. Yeah, it was. It was or crazy. Batman. So, I'm sorry. You know, so there wasn't a whole lot going on here, and so they had to like shoehorn in all this stuff about him being in love, and that that never really flew. You know, even in Endgame and the other stuff, I challenge anybody to tell me what Thor's arc over all these movies is supposed to be. Because it's different in every film. Right? The first one you saw today, he was learning to be a more mature person. Yeah. Right? Okay. I don't really remember what the second one is. His mom died. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rene Russo died. Who had who yeah. played like no part in the in the first movie? And then supposed to have some like huge emotional connection to her. I'm like, I guess because it's his mom. But like, yeah. At least with Odin, you saw the relationship build, and like you know he he had a complex relationship with him and Loki. And so like that was obvious. And so when he when he dies, the one's like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's Ed. Also, so it's the, Anthony Hopkins. And <laughs> the third one, it's more about him learning to be like a responsible leader, you know, his father dies. Loki obviously can't run the show. And he's like, I guess I have to step up and be the king. And then when, and even in Endgame, I kind of blew it. There was like, he's a bad king. He's just depressed. He's fat. You know, he doesn't want to be the king at the end. He makes Valkyrie the king. And you're like, but he didn't, he learned to be a more responsible, mature, you know, king. And in this one, it's like, he, he's literally not doing anything. He's just bumming around with the Guardians. Yeah. It's, and it's like, well, he really needs to be in love. That's his problem. I'm like, is it? That is? I mean, to even make that gag, she's like, oh, I haven't seen you in how long has it been? He's like, eight years. Eight years? <laughs> That's a long time. You're not over somebody in eight years? Yeah, eight years is an awfully long time. <laughs> but like, I, I never bought any of that. I'm like, eh, you know, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. We never saw any of that romance. You know, a lot of the interesting things happen off screen. Like you, you get, you get the, the the romance bit in a montage. You get, you know, Gore is killing all the gods just mentioned. Yeah. So I don't. So it's I mean, it's hard to to get behind that. I I mean, Thor, the first Thor movie did something that most movies can't do very well, which is it gave an origin story to a character that doesn't have one. There isn't one like I became Thor one day without Thor just growing up and doing a thing. And they they, they gave him an, an, an origin story 
just in the sense of he had to grow up and become Thor as far as his maturity was concerned, you know, which is kind of Tony Stark's thing, you know, and it not so much with Steve Rogers, it's a little different, but like, um, I mean, look, there's, there's a region or there's a reason origin stories work well. It's because they involve transformation and the transform, the, the transformative process for these types of characters is the most interesting one. And I think that, Thor handled it really well without doing a very much a Batman kind of what kind of or or Iron Man kind of origin story. Spider Man, the uh, what was it the first one, um, Homecoming, I thought did it really well as well in the sense that like he you get a teaser of it in in Civil War where he he's he is Spider Man he's running around but he's just like. He's not that he's bad at it. He's just not great at it yet. And he's got no. He's a, he's a kid. He doesn't know what he's doing. So Stark comes in and gives him the tools to be Spider Man. And if you think about those three movies, you know where you meet him and he's wearing like pajamas and like a you know and a hoodie to be Spider Man, and then he gets the cool tech. And then by the end of the movie, he abandons all of that except for the web shooters. And he just becomes Spider-Man, like, you know, version 1.0 that that we're all used to. is just with the suit. And that whole thing is his origin story. How, like, he, he goes from one version of himself to another to another, which is mimics growing up. You know, when you lean into that part of it, that's fine. When you don't have that as part of your movie... You know, you it's hard, hard to manufacture it with something like he had to be in love and get over it as your answer. Like, the only movie that I can think of of this bunch that I, you know, I thought worked pretty well, despite it didn't have a thing, was The Winter Soldier. Because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any kind of changing character stuff. It has some, like, separation of Captain America from S.H.I.E.L.D., in a way, where he learns to, like, or rather you see him realize he can't trust people he thinks he can trust kind of a thing. But there isn't anything like that for him. He's the same from beginning to end. It's that's a, okay. It, yeah, it's his... Con- and that's kind of Captain America's thing. Like, he is a man of conviction. He's un- he's unwavering. And it's about how he can prove to other people, like, no, you can really be this good all the time. It's hard, but you can do it. And if you do, you can you know make things better for everybody. Well, yeah, the, he changes everything around him in that movie. Right. Shield falls down. There's no Nick Fury. That's okay. At least you're not going backwards. Right. He's very Paddington in that regard, which I've never right. seen, and I think I'm supposed to now. It's supposed to be amazing. Oh, yeah, everybody likes Paddington. But, but like, um, but but Thor's going backwards half yeah. the time. We're just like, I, we did this already. Why is he acting this way? Like, there's problems when it comes to that stuff. And it's worse, too. Like, he's not only going going backwards to where we meet him but even further back he's almost like an imbecile at certain points of it oh in this movie oh yeah he's a total moron like he's saying things where i'm like i i don't think anybody with an iq over 50 would say something like that like to the point where it's not funny because you're just like huh (laughs) like no no one was laughing in my theory there were people there but like people didn't seem happy with it yeah and and Ragnarok was the same guy and a lot of the same silly jokes, but not constant. Thor was not some moron in that film. You know, everyone's like, 
well, if you don't like this one, then why would you like the last one? It's the same thing. No, no, no. It's different. There were parts where I was like, huh? Well, Thor is being goofy in this movie. But he was supposed to be in an odd place with weird characters. But there are scenes with him where he talks to his brother when he's on Asgard before it blows up and after where it's like they're not joking about the apocalypse that just happened. Like it reminds me of Batman from 89. Like mm-hmm. Tim Burton did that film and they had to rein in all the Tim Burtonness, and they made a good movie. And then they were like, okay, the next one you did so well, go nuts. And then we got Batman returns where you're like, Oh, that's too much Tim Burton. <laughs> you know, Timmy, I, Timmy, that's uh should yeah, dial it back here. Do we, do we really want Danny DeVito to bite a guy's nose? I don't know. You know, <laughs> circus clowns again, you know? So like this, I felt it was the same way. It was like, well, he's known as the joke guy. He can put as many jokes and screaming goats in as he wants. And I was like, oh, that's too much. Oh, <laughs> Someone should have tapped him on, tap him on the shoulder and be like, mm, I think you should dial that back. The yeah, the screaming goats. Really uh, annoying. Come on. There was already enough noise happening here. Yes. My favorite Karen Gillan line was when in the girl who plays Nebula, when she's oh, like, I'm yeah. just going to shoot these things. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to shoot them. I thought that was pretty good. I love how they put, she's honestly one of the most attractive people walking around and they put her, every inch of her head is covered in blue. Like, it's just like, how do you? Yeah. And she has the contacts in for her for her eyes uh, i don't know how i don't know how they do it honest to god i mean i have a thing about contact lenses to begin with but whole eyeball contact lenses i'm, I'm you can't see me i'm rubbing my eyes now you <laughs> for those of you not watching this zoom i'm just like oh my god that's so fucked up yeah the willies they're a real thing just Ooh. put on glasses just you know why would you ever get contacts oh i yeah. can't see of course you can't see i'm really sorry well, there's lots you of know, things I can't do, like use my left knee, you know, like there you go. <laughs> so, um, I think they're Marvel's done what I said that they shouldn't do, and it's always nice to be vindicated. <laughs> um, you know, after Endgame came out, and they were like, We're going to make the TV shows, and I was like, Oh, that's not good. And then I was like, well, maybe it won't be so bad if the TV shows aren't that important. And they were like, no, you got to watch the TV shows too. And I was like, ooh, that's really not good. Did you? And I was right. <laughs> did you read any of? I, I didn't read any of the news coming out of. Is it San Diego uh, Comic Con? Yeah. Yeah, I read that news. I didn't. So I, I caught a little bit of it. He, they, 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 they gave you the next plans for three years, five years worth of. At least and. It's enough material for 10 years. It's so much stuff. So many movies, so many TV shows that you that you have to keep up with. They're, they're going to destroy themselves, just as the comic books did, because I compared it at the time to the comic books. I'm like, mm-hmm. the reason people don't read comic books, is I'm not going to read 500 issues to find out what's going on in the one story I want to follow. Yeah. So like now you tell me I have to watch... WandaVision, Loki, Miss Mar or Miss Marvel, um, Moon Knight. I need to care, you know, all of these things are six, seven hours each. And they don't need to be, to help me understand what's going on in this movie. And they just sort of continue. So when you had all these different phases or whatever, they built up to something. There was that first Avengers movie, and then there was the next Avengers, and then there was like 
they start dropping hints. All right, there's going to be a big thing with Infinity Stones, or it's going to be a two-part Avengers movie. And, and, you know, I don't know what this is all leading up to. And they asked Kevin Feige about it, and he was like, well, it's it's hard to see, but trust me, I know it's there. I'm like, okay, maybe you know, because <laughs> you're on all the sets, but the rest of us are drowning here. They all just sort of they all just sort of continue on to the next thing. They don't seem to be tying into one another. They don't seem to be leading to anything. I mean, there's too t- many there's too many threads. What yeah, is they, it I'm supposed to be paying attention to? They tie in in that uh, I think you're spot on with this whole comparison to actual comic books. Um because you know, it's like I compare this a little bit to um to cars and like I've been watching like all all these these um, car YouTube channels and you know, hearing people talk about Porsche. Porsche basically decided to make you know one car for the last fifty years, the nine eleven, and it did that until it ran out of money, and then it you know did other kinds of projects with other companies, but it just they didn't really want to make more than one car. There's a few other variations on their sports cars, but that was it, and then they went okay, fine, so we'll go and we'll make SUVs, and they've made a bajillion dollars making SUVs, and now they're owned by uh, uh, by Volkswagen. But they still really focus on making the one car. When you do that, you you sort of get, you know, you make so, so many versions every year of the same thing. The little tiny differences become the thing that people sort of glom onto when they talk about this 911 versus that 911 and you know the funny shaped headlights and sometimes it's a big change to go from a an air cooled engine to a water cooled engine but like it's those little you know persnickety tiny nitty gritty details that people talk about and that ends up being what happens in comic books there's so many variations of a thing and so many you know different ways that they're all connected they're lost entirely, except you know, for the most devout, and those devout can talk about it. You know how this connects to that, and it's just a tangent of a tangent of a tangent, and it, it basically it becomes so thin after a while, you don't get new readers or new watchers. And this is why I never read a comic book until I read Watchmen in like i don't know 2005 2006 someone said to me like if you're going to read one graphic novel read this one so i went okay and i read it and that's a good one (laughs) and i haven't read one since because i felt like you know as although i like the medium i'm not going to get sucked into a thing that goes on forever so like i like the idea of the graphic novel more than the comic book because it has some some finality to it but you're right like it just You'll drown in it if you just try to get into it. Right. Well, the other ones were, you know, after 10, 11, I don't know how many years it's been, 15, 16 years, the, all those first, you know, Avengers movies, you know, there was something to look forward to, you know, like when they first said, like, they're going to make an Avengers movie. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way they're making a movie with that many with that many heroes. I mean, they can't even make a movie with that many villains. Yeah. We all saw Spider-Man 3. <laughs> 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 You know, uh, we we were all there for that. So, but they did it, and then they did it again, and like, okay, now it's building to this, and there's going to be a couple more Avengers than there were before, like maybe an extra guy or two. You know, okay, fine. And then they started doing all the Infinity War stuff. So, 
I have the list in front of me. This is the list of everything in this stuff that came after Endgame. Okay, you got Black Widow, which is a movie about someone who's already dead. So that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> there was Shang-Chi, and that ends with him just, okay, he gets the Ten Rings from his father, I guess. There's the Eternals. At the end of that one, nobody saw. The Eternals get zapped into space by a giant celestial being who says, you defied my will, now let's find out if that was worth it. So you're like, what does that have to do with Shang-Chi? All right. <laughs> You get Spider-Man, which is basically just a reset for Spider-Man the origin. You get Doctor Strange, which ends with he bumps into Charlie Theron, who says, you're causing problems in the multiverse. Follow me. We got to fix it. I'm like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Same with Thor, where it just sort of ends. Him and the girl just become a buddy team up. And then you have all the TV shows, which don't really do anything at all. Right? Mm -hmm. Hawkeye was a one and done kind of thing. Loki sets up uh, the villain Kang, but he doesn't show up in any of the other movies. You got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which just sets up Sam Wilson, who we already knew was supposed to be. So like, what am I supposed to be following here? It's very frustrating. Because you want to get Moon Knight. Don't forget Moon Knight. Like if you like watching Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac all over the screen, like he's not, he's barely connected to anything. I liked that first episode. It's about, us, but like, I just didn't get back into it because I was like, ah, I can watch something else. Well, it was that was the thing. I was like, I don't really need to watch this. I didn't watch any of Miss Marvel. I was like, I really don't need to watch this, do I? It, is is that a kid show? My friend says it's not a kid show, even though her kid watches it. I'm like, I think it's a yeah, kid show. It looks like a kid show. It's really not. It looks like a CW show is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah it it has that vibe, but it's not really that kind of a show. It is for older people. Huh. You know, you, you want to feel that you're getting something out of this, you know, that you're going to, that there's going to be some sort of payoff. And I don't yeah. think you're getting, I don't think you're getting that. I mean, how many of the original are left in terms of character, not in terms of like actor? There's Thor, there's Black Panther. I oh, guess there's we're counting those Scarlet people. Witch, but like she's no, not, she really, died. She's, she's, she died at the end of the other one. I mean, sure, she's not really dead, but she died at the end of the. Oh, oh, at the of uh, Doctor Strange. Of Doctor Strange, oh, okay. Yeah, she so, so you got Thor, it, the Hulk, Black Panther, Strange, Strange, Captain Marvel, Ant Man. Was Captain Marvel in Endgame? She was in Endgame. It was hard to tell at the end. There it was very busy. You got Spider Man. So, if you count the Guardians as one, that's eight people. <laughs> Yeah, but like you're right, they're not connected enough to each other. They're very disparate. Uh, yeah, and, I'm sure it will eventually, but you know, don't be so coy. You've got everybody. Yeah, you know, and eventually uh, people do get tired of everything anyway. Yeah, my concern is that is that like they have fundamentally changed the way that movies are made and the way that they're assumed that when we do get bored of this and sort of you know because everything is cyclical i mean like i guess at some point we'll go back to panic in needle park and everything will just sort of revert back to your you know small time independent movies that you know i i wonder if we're if we're going to get back to that point 
where we were at the beginning of like Entourage, where he didn't want to play Aquaman because it, you know, it's not a real movie with with, with real characters. He get, get kept getting made fun of in front of everyone and saying, "Oh no, I don't, I don't watch those movies." It was, you know, it was a it was a niche thing, and now. I think it is still a niche thing for you know the the really really invested people, and for the rest of us, it's just that you know we're thirsty in the desert, so we just drink the sand. There's nothing else there to watch. We have to look for other movies. There's so much to watch now. Yeah, but you really have to comb to find the good stuff, and a lot of that good stuff is television and not film. Yeah, and that requires a you know significant commitment, like. I want to watch the bear. This is, you know, but that's like a week and a half of my life if I don't take too many breaks, you know, like so sometimes you just want to watch a single thing and be done with it. I like I love these TV shows, but they are an investment of time, and the older I get, the less of that I have. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, that's what with this, it's like I I want to know, especially when they're like putting out these products and they're all they're not all that good. But people give them the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, well, everybody likes uh, our flag means death. So Taika Waititi is really great. And when I watch the movie, I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. You know, I could have skipped this. So, yeah. And that's sort of where I'm at now with these. Is it like, you know, I didn't see Doctor Strange because I said I heard it just wasn't very good. And I would probably have skipped this, but we were kind of like, oh, no, we should probably do a Marvel movie before the end of the summer. And so, you know, it's July 28th. <laughs> well, we got one in, and then we're... Yeah, one in. There's only really one left. Um, which is what? So um, the new Black Panther comes out in, uh, like, December or something. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, there's there's nothing... There's there's TV shows to fill in the gaps. So there's Miss Marvel just ended, and then She-Hulk Attorney at Law comes out. I thought that was a joke. That's not a joke. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Daredevil's in it. He's got a big role. Daredevil's what? getting an 18-episode season of his own. The original uh, guy. A what, single season is 18 episodes? Oh, yeah. It's like an old TV. That's like an old-timey TV show. I was going to say, that's a lot. Are they, are, and they're all like an hour? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've... I don't know. Never, I, I was stunned. I'm like, 18 hours. That's is that 18 like, episodes? Or they didn't like, say. It wasn't specific. Like, that, like, that, like I, I liked the first season of that show a tremendous amount. And then, what did they do? Two more after that? Yeah, they did two. And they weren't that well, good. They just. Well, this will be a whole new writing team and everything. So I don't know. And then there's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, so that's pretty much the end of this phase. That might be fun. Yeah, you fun. know, short and sweet with those like, characters. It's but, always but, pretty good. But that's all. That that's also an 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 obvious homage. You know, spacefaring holiday special. Where did we ever get that idea? Like they, yeah, no, that could be funny. I guess, but you know what's funny? Watching the YouTube version of the actual Star Wars holiday special, which if you really want to watch something bizarre, you should check that out. Well, that's funny if you're three drinks in. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it makes your ears bleed. It's that whole unsubtitled scene with Chewbacca and his family. Oh, the greatest. Remember we tried to watch that? No, yeah, we couldn't get through it. And we giggled for like four minutes, and then the rest of the 10, 20 minute scene, we're like, this is very uncomfortable. 
I don't know what's going on here. So one of these days, like our plan for you out there listening, is that we're going to do one of those mystery science theater type things where we watch a thing and record ourselves, you know, commenting on it. And like, it's up to you to go ahead and, you know, load up the, you know, the version of it on on your TV and then... <laughs> We hit play at the exact moment that I tell you to hit play. We always say we're going to do that. We never do. It's a lot harder, I think, than people give it credit. But well, you have to be. You can't be listening to us in your car while you do it. No, <laughs> so going to require some effort on, on on your part, dear listener. Yeah, and there's so much TV to watch. So why would you listen to us? Yeah, you know, you, you got probably 18 episodes worth of Daredevil to get through. Yeah, I just okay. laugh saying that. It just because uh, they never had enough story for thirteen. That was like their magic number. It's like thirteen, and yeah, think, and even that was a stretch. Yeah, I think the first season of Daredevil did it, or it was shorter. One of the two. The subsequent ones did not, and like Jessica Jones, which was kind of in the same vein, and Luke Cage definitely did not. And yeah, I could not get through Luke Cage. I remember being really impressed with it for a while, and then it it, started out real strong. It fizzled like really fast. All of them didn't have enough. Anyway, we talked about that. They didn't have enough to to fill those, but it did start out strong. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this wasn't this wasn't good, and I'm very disappointed. And um. Somebody was asking on Twitter or whatever, like, why is it that these are not connecting? And for all these reasons and more. But I also think that Endgame was so good. Like, they just wrapped it up so well. Sure, those movies had their problems too. But at the end of it, you were like, this is good. This is the end. I could never watch another superhero movie again after this. That everything afterwards is just kind of like, oh, we're doing more? Okay. I mean, they set it up so well. You have this giant alien everybody knows who thanos is now he's like darth vader you know yeah like if i say thanos everybody knows who i'm talking about <laughs> it's amazing yes. no it's it, they've definitely you changed know. popular culture in a lot of ways i yeah. think i think you're right in saying that like there's just too much like they're, they're gonna drown everyone everything else out they're the smart thing which is also the thing that would make you less money is to make fewer I to pull back a, like yeah well that's what i said i was like don't do the tv shows don't do by, that <laughs> by the end it was like drinking from a fire hose it just it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't you know it was exciting <laughs> if you can imagine yeah. what that feels like but like, like if you keep doing it you want to cool down but now you don't have any skin <laughs> <laughs> and your jaw gets ripped off it's so, terrible you know, that's no. not good no it's not good at all and so like what would have been smart was just to be to do the opposite of what they did, which is to create demand. It's just it's just, it's just simple economics. If you have too much of something, there's no way you can meet the the demand for quality, and there's no way that um you can you know that that you, that that you, the the oversupply will, will 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 be matched by that much demand for con- it just. It, you know, this is eighth grade, right? Here <laughs> was what we're talking about. It's not. It's not complicated. Yeah. So it's a shame. I think it's all going to be bad. I'm perfectly fine watching old James Bond movies in the interim until they come up with something that's worth watching. But you know, it's a it's a shame. 
you know and i and i will say too like this like this was the first today rewatching thor i haven't rewatched a marvel movie well, maybe i think i watched iron man cuz that was good but you know they're not making the godfather here everybody like this is this these are eminently forgettable films like they're just they, they they do not linger at all like i can't even tell you what happened in thor 2 like it's just, uh, see you know, well that's i don't think so i've watched a lot of them over again i think they're great yeah but, i can kind of that's me i like superhero movies you know like this if I have nothing else to do, I might put it. But like, I'm not, I'm not like Jones in to watch this one again. Whereas like, like it's it's a tough comparison. But like the 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 best example of this is The Godfather. If you're flip, if you're flipping through and you and you come across The Godfather, it doesn't matter where you are in that oh, movie. Well, Chances are, yeah. if you have the time, you'll just finish it. You know. But well, even it could sure. be the could be the end. You know, yeah. when, no, when, know. when well, you're when Carlo gets into the to, car, you know, I know pizza to filet mignon for God's sakes. That's yeah, not I, fair. I understand, but like, <laughs> but yeah, I understand, but I don't care. So, like, yeah, it's it's the, the the two things are very different in their construction and the, in their quality and in their place in the in the culture. But if all we're talking about is if I put the movie on, am I compelled to finish it? And the answer for me is. No, and that's for a lot of movies that um, that Marvel has made, and there are others that I'll watch over and over again. You know, just, just for for whatever reason, like I I watch things over and over again a lot, but these are not them. I, I don't know why, okay, but like they, well, they, they 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 don't kind of they can be disposable. They're like yeah. Saturday morning cartoons, kind of. Which which is to sell them short in a different sense too, but like at the same time, just like I wonder if that has to do with just volume. Like, yeah, you know. Mm. It, whereas, like, there's only so many Godfathers. So, is it is it not so much a measure of quality, but a measure of scarcity? Like, there's just not a, not as many movies that are like this, and therefore, I'm not as interested in spending my time doing it. I don't know. Mm. Perhaps. All right, well, we ran a little long here, but if you guys out there have any thoughts about Thor, Love, and or Thunder that you want to share with us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram. We are at 3 Drinks in Pod on both. Uh, you can let us know things on Facebook. You can email us at 3 Drinks in Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave ratings and reviews, check out the merchandise over at T Public. Anything else? That's it. All right. As always, please drink responsibly and i'll talk to you all next time and we'll talk to you all not just me you'll be him too <laughs> hopefully i'm also there yes Bye-bye. Uh, unlike me the last time we did this uh, yeah <laughs> <All right. laughs> bye everybody <laughs>